You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. Uh, this is our 11th episode of season two for the episode of Princess on Lothal. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Uh, yes, I'm back. Oh my gosh, it feels like forever since we've... Uh... So we talk, Mike, but of course I missed the last two yeah. episodes, man. And luckily we've had a, we had a couple guys fill in for me, um, but man, I'm, I'm happy to be back talking the Rebels, man. It, it lasts what? Jeez, it seems like month and it's been over a month now. It's yeah. just been all Force Awakens, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, uh, some great stuff, but it's fun to be back talking Rebels again. And and uh, Mike, I tell you what, we got talking about news real quick before we get into the episode holy crap we got a trailer an over three minute trailer yeah. for the second half of season two and it just blew me away like it did everybody yes. i mean i'm talking this trailer was was as good a trailer as you're ever gonna see as, i mean i'm talking about movie you know regular movies yeah um yeah just the stuff they showed and and you know what like I saw your post like, hey, you had seen it before I did. And you post, I think, on Facebook, on the Rebels Podcast yeah. Facebook page, like, hey, be aware that this is a serious one. And holy crap, was it spoilers? Yeah. Wow. And, and, and it makes me think, like, if they're showing this. What, what are they this, holding uh, back? Yeah. What in the world are they going to be holding back? Or I, it's just crazy the stuff they showed. And yeah. I couldn't believe it. But wow. I mean. Everything in that trailer from what we think is Maul to Vader to Ahsoka to, I mean, it's just, Mike, I don't know. What do you think? That trailer, crazy amazing, huh? Oh, yeah. It was uh, wall to wall, right? I mean, yeah, the the reveals of uh, uh, Darth Maul, uh, obviously, previous to that, we had uh, seen the reveal of Princess Leia, but mm -hmm. um, uh, obviously that is also in the the trailer um the 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 stuff with uh, a third uh, a third inquisitor um oh yeah right right yeah mm -hmm. i mean it it is chock full of incredible stuff 
Um, and man, let's just talk. Let, let's, let's real talk, real talk for a second. Okay, here we go. Why do you bring back Darth Maul? Why? Why would you possibly bring back Darth Maul? What could that possibly lead to? Well, it's going to lead to Ezra. Yeah. Something, right? Yeah. So there, I mean, that's that's the that's the going ongoing consensus. Ezra, but oh, you got something else? Well, what what does Maul? What's Maul's singular motivation since coming back in the Clone Wars? Oh, Kenobi. It's revenge on Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah. And for sure. what could what could he Maul possibly want with Ezra? Well, a tool to get to, to Kenobi. get to Kenobi. So yeah. I interesting. So what could they be holding back? Well. My hope, <laughs> my hope, <laughs> and it's a very strong hope. A uh, battle, you say, maybe is is yeah, is that is that we're gonna see some Obi Wan Kenobi, um, some Obi Wan action in there. Uh, mm. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily in uh, this season, but maybe <laughs> setting it up for next season. Yeah, um, maybe maybe some showdown on uh, Tatooine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, the the fact that he's even in there to begin with, uh, we see a little bit of of uh, the clash between Ahsoka and Vader. Um, lots of Vader coming up in this season, and uh, yeah. in, in the second half of this season season, I should say. Um, it, it, here's the here's the thing. It really felt to me like the the ten episodes that we got in 2015. Uh, in the in the latter half of 2015, uh, that are all season two, um, they feel like a almost a, a semi self contained story, right? Because because mm-hmm. you end on that note of Ezra finding out the truth about his parents, and then we pick up here, and yeah, it's a continuation. It's a direct continuation, like even I would say, like moments after. Oh yeah. Um, sure. But at the same time what's going to happen in the rest of the season feels almost like its own season to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just got this, it's just got this feel to it and coming back with, uh, with, with a princess on Lothal, uh, kicking off with princess Leia showing up, uh, and, and then having, um, um, oh my goodness, his name was right on the tip of my tongue. The new guy, the new character, that was in this episode. Yeah, Clancy Brown's character, Ryder. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, having him join up with the rebels by the end of the episode really yeah. felt to me like a new beginning, like the start of a new of a new era for the mm-hmm. show. Um, <clears throat> and you know what it feels like more than anything to me? Do you remember in season three, about halfway through season three of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. they? Uh, I, I refer to it as unwrinkling the timeline, right? They they picked a point, and everything from that point forward was continuity. It was continuity, was like right. in order, yeah. right? So they they had previously been going out of order in that anthology feel, and then they got to that certain point, and it's marked. You can tell when it happens because Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka all get new character models. And and from that point forward, it's all one timeline, one straight timeline to the end of the series. Mm. And uh, that also marked a change in attitude of one-off episodes to the three, four-episode arcs, right? Mm. And, uh, and that ended up being sort of the norm for 
for the Clone Wars moving forward. I mean, season five was basically all four episode arcs, right? right. I think there might have been like a two parter and a single episode here and there, but for the most part, it was four episode arcs. I feel like the the way that they're going with Rebels now. <clears throat> The way that last episode just draws right into this episode and sort of the way that they're that they're talking about it. We're not going to get Sabine off by herself, you know, with Ezra in a storyline that really has no bearing on anything and could have been in season one. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we got just before the break. Right. Uh, What we're going to get is, you know, each episode is going to be self-contained as as this episode was right. but we're gonna get a, a it's it's a build-up now right i mean um n- next week uh there's some cool stuff for sabine uh but it it seems like it really seems like though over the course of the season that the rebels are building towards something they're building towards uh, a, a confrontation they're amassing all of these different resources um mm-hmm. But I think that that based on the tone of the trailer, just to bring it back to the trailer, it is it is going to be a build up to uh, this this confrontation between Vader and and Ezra and then eventually Vader and Ahsoka. And we're going to see how that plays out. And we've got that third Inquisitor thrown in the mix. We've got Darth Maul thrown in the mix. We have Mandalorians coming next week. Uh, There are so many things that I think are going to have a greater impact on the overall story than, than what we've seen so far. And I think mm-hmm. like that, like the episode right before the break kind of marked that and then coming back and bringing in princess Leia, having showing how she plays into the rebellion and, and how she's working with them, uh, that it just all kind of feels like, a bit of an attitude change, a bit of an adjustment, and and you know now we're hitting our stride. Um, the all of the resources are built. <laughs> Let's yeah. start telling stories now, right? Because because there's that period with a new animated show, uh, especially when they're computer animated, where they they have to build up assets, and then once you've built up those assets, then you can really start cooking. I. Another example, I mean, I gave the Clone Wars example, but another example is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series that started in 2012. They've been going along, and they're kind of in their fourth season now. They kind of break up their seasons in a weird way. But they're in their fourth season now, uh, and the Turtles are in outer space. (laughs) And the only reason that they can do that is because they've built up all of these other models over the years, and and now they can afford to go in and do, like, crazy stuff because they'll just... They can pull assets that already exist and modify them slightly, and that, you know, uh, they've also they're also creating tons of new stuff on that show, obviously by going into outer space. But but they're using so many of their old assets from previous things because it's just kind of sitting around, right? Um, and and what it ends up doing is breathing new life into a series. And it's funny because we're only partway through season two. Um, and Rebels doesn't need new life breathed into it, but it does feel like they've sort of hit the point where they're like, okay, now that we know the characters, now that all of the pieces are in place, let's wrap up loose ends, which is what they did with Ezra's parents. And from here on out, let's tell the story. Let's find out what happens to Ezra and Kanan, because at the end of the day, that's really what matters, right? Mm hmm. 
Um, yeah, for sure. And Ahsoka and Vader, right? Like, but, but they like these these three Jedi that we have running around in the galaxy. They, we need to find out what's going to happen to them. You know, who do they become? Where do they go? Why are they not in the Force Awakens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because if because <laughs> yeah. if Ezra is the same age then is is it not plausible that he would have been you know like i uh, i uh, uh, heads up everybody i'm not even going to give spoiler warnings this is the only opportunity you get uh the movie came out a month ago this is a yeah. star wars podcast yeah all information is on the table and I'm talking like everything. So like extra stuff from the books, stuff in the, the concept art. Like we are going to talk about everything Force Awakens and how it ties into Rebels. And that's going to be an ongoing thing in this podcast. So just be forewarned. If you haven't seen the movie yet for some reason um, and you are spoiler sensitive, that's going to be a thing that happens. Um, but continuing, obviously... Uh, if Ezra was still around, if Kanan was still around and somehow connected with Luke and he was forming that new Jedi Order and then Kylo Ren slaughters them all and the Knights of Ren kill them all, mm-hmm. is it is it possible that Ezra made it through that far and now he's dead because of the events of The Force Awakens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which would be a shame because that's off-screen death and off-screen death is always the worst. But uh, but who knows? Like let's we we gotta kind of wait and see how it plays out. Um, but uh, but but it's entirely possible that 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 that's where these characters end up if they last that long. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of that's the mystery of the of the series now, right? Is what happens to Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka that they're not in the rest of the story. Mm. Yeah, that's what's so hard about this trailer too. Like watching it. Uh, you see all this amazing stuff and you're just like, oh man, I want it now. And like this first episode, it almost like, it almost came out lackluster for me. And we'll, I'll talk about that as we get through it here, but just because I was so pumped from that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course we did get Leia, which is cool, but man, I was so pumped. And you're right. It's, it has been since season one, this pretty fast progression of the rebels and how they're gaining power and support throughout you know the we'll see the galaxy and we'll talk about it again in this, yeah. in this episode and it's going pretty pretty fast so we're getting there pretty quick but but it is like you said it is all about uh some of the stuff we saw in this trailer about ezra and kanan and ahsoka and and how this is going to end up and where it's going i mean we obviously saw where it's going but some of those i mean look at that stuff we saw in that trailer. we saw like her her like checking out Anakin and telling Ezra about Anakin. It's like, man, Oh man, yeah, I had forgotten about the Anakin yeah. stuff. Yeah. Woo, man, that Anakin, that, that's gotta be one of my favorite parts of it is a, they, they, you know, she's showing this, this image of this holocron of Anakin and B, uh, his new outfit, which is very inspired by the Macquarie, Mm. Um, the mm-hmm. it, you know the bat that the, it's it's a pretty pretty well known piece of art the the battle between Luke and Vader uh, that Macquarie originally put together where Luke has the like the breathing mask Apparous, on yeah yeah, yeah. And he, but he's wearing like the purple and the brown and right. Anakin appears to be wearing those that same color scheme and yeah. at first I was like that's weird why didn't they just do normal Anakin 
clothes and and then i was like no because who cares about normal anakin like show us something new and exciting so um they they've kind of dave filoni has talked about it as kind of like his training gear he's kind of got this training outfit on but Mm -hmm. i just think it's so awesome it's so good yeah well speaking of the trailer and what's coming up i mean it looks like we got at least through february we're going to be getting episodes every week and uh yeah you know, we'll talk about the protector of Concordon uh, later on in the show when we end up. But uh, the next few that are coming up are Legacy of Lasan. I'm guessing that's maybe Zeb based. Um, yeah. And then we got the Call on February 10th, Homecoming on February 17th, and the Honorable Ones February 24th, which I have no idea going off of just the titles what's going to happen there. But um, yeah. I don't know, and, and still I don't know how many. Are we for sure that we're getting like 24? I mean, maybe we're getting 22 episodes, 20. I don't know. I don't know if we ever got like a full on uh, confirmation of how many episodes. Like the number of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that because they've talked about the the next like the last 10 episodes of the season. Um, So maybe maybe it's it's going to be 20 total. Right. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I mean, we'll kind of have to wait and see. Right. But yeah. Yeah. but yeah. but yeah, that's that's been like the major news out of Rebels was that trailer dropping and Filoni saying, "Hey, you know, be careful if you don't want me as well." Yeah. Because, but yeah, him going was... ahead and giving the heads up of like, "This is going to be spoilery." <laughs> it's just like, wow, man! There's so many, so many great things coming up. And uh, anything else you want to hit before we get to the uh, the recap, though? You want to talk anything about the Force Awakens or? Yeah, I mean, let, let's just let's just really quickly jump in on that. Uh, so the Force Awakens happened. If you want sort of super detailed stuff, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash Thunderquack Podcast Network and check out the spoiler cast uh, kind of review. Um, but at the same time, that was that was the next day, and now it's been a month. And a month later... Uh, I've seen it five times. How many times have you seen it? Four. Okay. I'm going to see it one more time before it leaves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I feel like five, about halfway through the fifth viewing, I was like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see this in the theater again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason that I say that, like, obviously, if I could watch it in the theater every single time, that would be ideal, except for the fact that there's all these people in there. And... <laughs> You know, like I just like what I want now is the ability to sit at home by myself in your pajamas with your feet up and some. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got I got you there for sure. And and just be able to really like, yeah, pause it if I need to look at something, you know, like the one of the biggest things is that cat in Maz's castle. Yeah, I like I desperately need to go frame by frame through that and just see everything that's in there. The vision because, you're talking about? Uh, no, no, no. In just in the just in the castle, just like oh, in okay. her bar. Okay. There's just so much in the frame that in the movie theater you just can't. You it it washes over you and the experience is awesome, but yeah. you can't stop and appreciate every single piece of it. All of the character designs, all of the different droids, all of the the like the game that they're playing, all of these different things that are going on, and I just I want to pick that apart and look at it and sort of separate everything and put it all back together. Um, <laughs> yeah. which is just the way that, you know, it's the way that we've watched star Wars for ever. 
right? Um, but but I really I just really want to dig into that, right? I, I same with you know I I some of the some of the character moments. Um, I really want to just like I want to watch them again and again and again and again to just pick up on the subtleties and and try and figure out you know uh, what's going on in that character's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Kylo Ren is one of those characters. There's so oh, much going man. on there, and he is so uh, he's so like fractured and 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 of two minds that that. I really want to look at it and try and figure out like where is he, where is he lying? Where is he lying to himself? Where is he telling the truth? All of that sort of thing. And I mean the the moment when 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 he kills Han, <clears throat> I there's so much to dig into there that you just can't you can't do it in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just can't sort of really absorb it. Um, you just have to kind of let it wash over you and uh and that's kind of where i where i'm at with the movie now is that i want to i want to have that deeper experience with it that you only get when you can have it at home in high def you know crystal clear and able to freeze it whenever you want and Mm -hmm. sort of you know uh really inspect it um but overall i mean it it has gotten better on every viewing um, I think that there's an initial reaction of, I. Uh, up until that moment, you know, like a, a year ago when all we had was the teaser, this the Force Awakens, we had the name and we had some character names, and it was almost like it was a gas, right? Like that was the state that it was in. Everything was so vague and you could kind of make out what it was going to be but you didn't really know and then at celebration it starts to solidify a little bit more and kind of over the over time and by the time we get the the final trailer it's kind of it's in this liquid form mm-hmm. where it's like okay some of these things we understand some of these things we know what's going to happen but it's still not set and then you see the movie for the first time and as you see the movie the 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 liquid starts to freeze into a solid form and then once it's in that solid form there's no going back Mm -hmm. right so there's almost i feel like and and talking to some people about it there's almost like a grief period for all of the possibilities of what it could have been and then on your second viewing because you know what's going to happen you can instead of being hopeful and and you know oh what's going to happen next oh i really hope this happens oh i really hope this happens instead of that you start to get the sense of like what's going on here what's happening there who's that character what's their motivation and you start to do what we've always done with star wars right mm-hmm. and i i I think because it's so different from the prequels in the sense that we have no idea who these characters are. We have no idea where this is going. We don't know what to expect. The possibility coming out of the movie becomes the thing. And so the answers, the only place that we have to look for answers at this point is back in the movie. So you kind of, you go back to watch the movie again and you start to pull it apart. So um, that first viewing is, is difficult and it, it has that moment of like with all of the possibilities start to to die 
and then you're all you're left with is what is what we know for sure mm-hmm. right we know that ray is powerful in the force we know that finn is not a jedi we know that poe dameron is the coolest person in any star wars movie uh we know that han solo is dead we know that kylo ren is ben solo well we don't even know if he's ben solo we just know that his first name's ben uh we know the relationship between han and leia uh, we don't know the details of it, but we know the overarching thing. We know that Luke has been gone, mm-hmm. right? And and sort of, uh, he tried to start the new Jedi Order, but it failed, and he went into exile because that's what Jedi do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, like all of these other things, you know, is is Ray. Uh, also Han and Leia's daughter well it's pretty clear now that that's not the case right so you kind of you let that go well who is she then Um, there are still two very good possibilities that she is either a Skywalker by Luke or a Kenobi somehow Um, down the line a few yeah yeah, there there are all these things that, that you start to you know um we we understand but there are still possibilities but it's sort of you're narrowing the field you're sort of taking away possibilities and it's difficult because we're star wars fans and we want to speculate and we want to think you know um when we eventually find out if we find out that she is not a kenobi that will be a heartbreaking moment for me, you know, because that's because <laughs> I want it so badly yeah. um, that I want that character's legacy to continue through through these stories. Um, and I and there's hope here. There's hope in this character that that, you know, is Ray a Kenobi. But, you know, when we see episode eight and we find out more about her, we might find out that that is not the case. And uh, it's it's. I don't know. There's just these these pieces that you lose every time something comes out, and uh, it it's very different from the prequels, where like, well, we know that Anakin's going to become Vader. We know that Obi Wan's going to fail him. We know that Padme is kind of doomed to to die. Essentially, we know that eventually, like that, those two characters are going to be together. We know that Mace Windu doesn't survive. We know that Kit Fisto doesn't survive. We know that Palpatine becomes Palpatine, right? Like, we, like there were so hmm. many things that we were just trying to figure out. Like, well, how does it happen? Show, show me how it happens, right? Right. But with this, it's just like, what is going on? Every time you turn around, what is going on in the Force Awakens? And. Uh, I, I don't know like that that it's 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 crippling and it's also um so freeing to, to that it's a world of possibility but but as those possibilities die on the vine that it's rough so I think that there's a few people out there who are still wrestling with that who are still trying to reconcile what they thought post return of the jedi was mm-hmm. and what it now is and 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 that's a like i said like it's a mourning period right like it, there there's there's grief there for all of the things that are lost um because jason and jaina don't exist and uh, and mara jade's not a character and you know like there's all of these things that we lose by virtue of everything that we've gained but at the same time 
uh, we have a Star Wars with a female protagonist. Um, it only took them almost 40 years to figure out that that's a thing that people would go bananas for. I, mm. uh, I, and we have, uh, we've got a character like Poe Dameron who, uh, Oscar Isaac plays so incredibly well that, um, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how tuned into this part of the community you are, Matt, mm-hmm. but, uh, I will tell you for sure. Twitter and Tumblr want Poe and Finn to be a couple so badly (laughs) that, and like, and like, Uh. this is, this is my thing. And, and I said this, I think I said this in one of the round tables, I think in the rogue one round table, um, in hoping that they, that would be our first movie with a female protagonist. And thankfully it ended up being, uh, it ended up being, uh, uh, the force awakens and rogue one is just another one to, to add to the list, which is so fantastic. Um, we can, if we can check those boxes and say, okay, now this is something that is possible in the star Wars galaxy. Uh, and, and, um, you know, Finn, uh, checking the box of a, uh, a person of color uh, being a lead role in one of these films, um, then you know we we can check that box. The one of the boxes left in order to bring a little bit more diversity to the galaxy, and in order for it to represent what a galaxy far far away would truly have contained within it, is to, is to start playing with with you know uh, characters' sexuality and and all that sort of stuff. Um, and allow characters to be whatever they end up being and not default. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like not saying that everybody in the galaxy is this one thing because we don't have any other examples. Um, so so having these other having ha- the the just imagine what it would do, because what The Force Awakens has already done for diversity in the sense of a female protagonist and and a a, a, a black lead uh, in in the movie I uh, what it will do for pop culture movies moving forward right and I think Disney is making a concerted effort I mean like they, they bring Black Panther into the Marvel Universe yeah. and they brought Falcon in and in, in Captain America uh, Winter Soldier uh, they they are going out of their way to make sure that, that they're checking boxes and some people it rubs them the wrong way and for me it, it it's completely the opposite because every time you see that then the the reaction look I I I'm I'm 30 years old, and for 30 years I've been watching TV and movies, and reading comic books, and playing video games, and I keep continually seeing myself up on screen, and and I'm good, like I've got I have Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. I can identify with all of those characters, but kids with different backgrounds than than me have not had the opportunity to identify with those characters mm-hmm. in the same way. Like they don't see themselves in the same way on screen, but now you've got, uh, Oscar Isaac, who, who is uh, Latino, uh, uh, by descent. I mean, he's Guatemalan. Uh, I, you've got, uh, I, um, John Boyega, 
I, I who's obviously he's Nigerian by way of the UK. I these are these are two prominent characters, and you have a female lead in Daisy Ridley, and so on social media everywhere you're seeing stories of kids young kids who finally have star wars characters that they can fully identify with and that to me i mean clone wars and rebels did a great job of bringing some of those elements in definitely ahsoka has been that character for a lot of young girls for years now um and and i i sabine and hera on rebels are, are doing a good job of that. And one of the best things I think about Rebels is that you look at the three um, the three human leads in uh, Kanan, Ezra, and Sabine, and all three of them, their, their ethnicity is somewhat ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I love about the character designs because Kanan is vaguely Mediterranean, Right. Like he's kind of got like he's got that darker olive skin. He's got those sort of bigger features. uh, And and that that could be one of a million different things. Right. Different backgrounds. Uh, Ezra and the Bridgers definitely have. uh, I mean, I've called him space Aladdin a million times (laughs) uh, because he totally does. Like he he looks very much like Aladdin from the from Disney's Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Right. He has that sort of um, that, and and Lothal is kind of has a bit of that going on, uh, in like its marketplaces and stuff. Sort of that that vaguely Middle Eastern sort of feel to it. Um, and then Sabine is like maybe maybe Asian, maybe Mediterranean. Like you you can't quite tell. Maybe like North African sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's really difficult to to pin down what her ethnicity is and and like i think that those choices are really obvious like they're they're they were decisions that were made in order to make those characters not just more white people with brown hair (laughs) because that's what star wars is full of right (laughs) um you got the one blonde kid and then you got a bunch of white people with brown hair yeah and and that you know like that that just it doesn't represent our planet much less a galaxy with thousands of planets mm, right? right where where diversity really should be like i mean yeah aliens kind of fit that bill but um the human characters have never really fit that bill in star wars until Recently, uh, yeah. uh, kathleen kennedy yeah. took over basically and uh, i for my money it is probably the best thing that's come out of disney buying Star Wars, buying Lucasfilm is is this galaxy in which everybody has someone to look up to. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a role model, model to to follow um and and characters that represent them on screen. And I that it's just I I think it's super important because every kid deserves to have a character that they turn on the TV and that they that that represents them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um yeah. different different characters for for everybody um and it just makes better stories at the end of the day that that really is what it comes down to Mm. if all you have is another anakin skywalker or another luke skywalker another han solo or another obi-wan kenobi over and over and over again 
where's the fun in that? I mean, like, you can tell more stories with those characters, which is what they do, but we didn't even know we wanted Kanan until we got Kanan, right? And now he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and it's because he's different from any other Jedi that we've seen. Mm-hmm. He He's completely unique. Um, he shares traits from some of the other Jedi that we know, but he has his own character. He has his own personality. And that diversity brings another character to the table that, that you can look at and go, this is an exciting character. This is an interesting story to tell. Um, that, that changes things, that modifies things, that brings new life into... Uh, Star Wars is a little bit tired at times. I mean, the expanded universe was kind of just repeating itself over and over and over again post-New Jedi Order. Uh, it just seemed like it was like, okay, and then there's Mandalorians, and then there's Sith, and then there's Jedi, and then there's Mandalorians, and then there's Sith, and then there's Jedi. And it it just kind of kept telling the same stories. The, the new continuity is not like that. <laughs> the new continuity mm-hmm. keeps taking all these twists and turns that we don't expect. So. Yeah, well, like you said, Kathleen Kennedy, she came in and said, hey, we're going to be changing things up. And I mean, just look at Rebels. I mean, like you said, every character is is different and, and the diversity is there. And then we're going to see, yeah. we've seen it in The Force Awakens. And, and it's funny, you talked about those memes or whatever from, from Poe and... Uh, Finn, I, and I saw those and I kind of laughed because I mean if you you, you, you see the movie obviously that's yeah. not true because he, he's all like giddy over over Ray so but I just think they have this cool you know bromance going where it's just like hey man they just connected off of that major incident they were going through and yeah. they have that friendly connection and um, but but the diversity thing, yeah, it's it's huge, and like like I said, it's right there in Rebels, and we're gonna see it in uh, Rogue One, and we'll see what happens with yeah. Episode Eight. In fact, Episode Eight, they talked about, um, you know, they pushed it back, is gonna do some rewrites because it sounds like they're gonna, they wanted to feature, you know, Poe and and Ray and Finn a little bit more. Apparently, I mean, that's that's the rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. And 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 look at this, Mike. Uh, Poe wasn't even supposed to make it past that first intro. Yeah, you know, uh, JJ, we wrote him back in and go like, man, this is this is too good. I can't leave him out of this. And they actually put him back in, so that was kind of cool. And, and which is just like, and yeah, I mean, you you can kind of tell because after after that sequence at the beginning, mm-hmm. Poe doesn't really have that much to do. It could have been any pilot, right, right. but the fact that it ends up being Poe and that he just ends up showing up. Uh, and that they kind of just like it's not necessarily that they explain it away but they just go like it's not important how he got off Jakku and back to the resistance yeah, right. the important thing is that he's there yeah right you saw you um, saw Finn get through it you can imagine that yeah he exactly. the same thing yeah yeah exactly so um and my biggest thing with Poe is that like the character can just like do no wrong you know what I mean like yeah. he he is um to me, he's everything that we that we kind of always wanted Wedge Antilles to be, and and Wedge ended up being in a lot of the expanded universe content, where uh, like Wedge was this incredible pilot. He doesn't do anything in the movies, which I think is yeah. just the greatest. Like yeah, he's there with Luke. Yeah, he's there 
on Hoth and yeah, like I, I guess technically him and and uh, and Jansen take down the the first uh, uh, ATAT, right? Right. And and yeah, he takes off. He destroys the regulator so that uh, so that Lando can blow up the Death Star. But he's not like. Wedge is never the one who really does yeah, anything, yeah. and yet in the expanded universe, he ends up being like the pilot, like the invincible pilot who can do anything you need him to do. Yeah. And I uh, and there's never any explanation other than the fact that he's Wedge Antilles, and I feel like Poe carries that legacy forward of like, wait a second, Poe's not a Jedi. How is he able? To, to just narrowly fit his starfighter through that crack and get inside the oscillator, blow it up, and destabilize the planet. Well, I'll tell you how he can do it. He's Poe freaking Dameron. That's how. That's yeah. all you need to know, right? Like, he he's Poe Dameron. Yeah. It, it's done, well, right? Well, like they he, give you he does a, it. That's how. They give you a kind of a preview when, when they attack Maz's castle and he takes out what, eight. Yeah eight uh, TIE fighters and a couple of stormtroopers and, and does all these crazy maneuvers like okay yeah. they kind of highlighted that it's like wow okay yeah. now I understand uh, and you can believe that what you can do at the end there and and what you said about the movie is kind of what I said when we did our um, spoiler cast on the 18th is that I had, I had the same feeling and, and I've had that same feeling since I came out of episode one it's like you just have to go and get that first showing out of the way and that's why I didn't want to say yeah. much about after the first showing I had to see it again because it's just like you said there's just so much that you've built up in your mind of what what you want to see and then you finally see it and you kind of process it and then when you go back like you said you know what's going to happen and you can kind of sit back and relax and just take it all in and, and listen and and try to pick up things. And that's why it was so much better for me. The more I've seen it, the better it gets. It's, yeah. Like you said, you can kind of focus on things. And but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I'm ready. Like you said, I'm ready to have it home now and and just kind of break it down and and talk about some more. And oh man, it's it's so good. And I can't wait for it. And and we got to wait a little longer for episode eight. We got to wait till yeah. December, which is a which yeah. is a move by Disney that. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, it blew up in December and, and December is like, you know, like summertime is just too crowded now. So why not go to December, have it all to yourself. But then I thought, wait a minute, they might be going against Avatar too. I don't know about that, Disney. Do you want to throw down the gauntlet <laughs> like that? That's, that's some balls if you want to try to go up against Avatar because you know, Avatar is if... the biggest thing in the world and people are going to be coming back to that mic because it's been gone for a while, just like Star Wars. That's a risky move to me that to try to go up against Avatar. I don't know what you think. You know what though, Avatar. Like the thing with Star Wars is that in the interim, Star Wars builds on itself and it gains new fans and it keeps momentum going with TV shows and comics and video games and whatever. I uh, Avatar. When's the last time you remember anything new Avatar coming? Oh out? no! Oh yeah, that's right. The movie. Yeah, the first the movie. first movie was years and years ago. There's yeah. no there's no video game series that people go crazy for. There's, there's no, no comics, there? comic books, yeah. no books. There's no novels. Yeah. There is no TV series. No animated show. There's nothing. Yeah. They're building an Avatar world at Disney World off of Animal Kingdom, but. Honestly, I think like Disney made that deal before they before the Star Wars deal was even possible. 
um, I think a long time before that deal was even possible. And they were trying to corner that boys market so desperately that they were like, ah, let's buy this avatar. Well, not buy avatar, but like, let's license avatar. And hopefully it can do for us now what star tours did in the eighties, right? What bringing star Wars and, and George Lucas into the fold, uh, in the 80s and 90s did for Disney World and Disneyland you know with Star Tours and Indiana Jones and the Stunt Spectacular and Captain EO which is a George Lucas project uh, I, with Michael Jackson yeah. uh, all of that sort of stuff um, they were trying to recapture that uh, but they they were maybe a little bit too anxious I think because I don't see Regardless of how much money the first Avatar made, I really feel like after the fact that movie started to garner a lot more uh, bad will than goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Star Wars, even 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 in the face of the prequels being, I'm not going to say universally hated because many of us Star Wars fans like them, uh, but in the general public sort of treated as these, as these atrocities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is just so obnoxious. But even in the face of that, Star Wars continues because people still love the original three. But I honestly have not heard anybody talk about Avatar with any relevancy except to say, When's he going to make the next one? I thought that there were supposed to be sequels. Mm. Are they doing that? And and then you look it up on the internet and it's like, um, technically, I guess they have release dates, but they've already been pushed like two or three times. And Cameron is just that guy where like he'll just he'll let it sit for a decade and then he'll go, maybe now it's time to start looking at this again. And I just I don't think that he can come back and do the same business that he did with the first Avatar. You have to remember that 3D was a brand new thing, right? With with the passive 3D glasses. Um, it was brand new. A couple of other movies had tried to do it and done it really poorly. And then Avatar came in and it had been shot in 3D IMAX and it was being projected in digital 3D and it blew people's minds. Yeah. No, that- Mike, that's that's the only reason I think it did it's, yeah. it did the numbers it did because it was it was an yeah. experience that the story wasn't anything big deal. You know, it was a story no. that had been told many times. It was just the fact that people had to go to the theater because you had to see it in that format because it was just groundbreaking. Kind of like Star Wars was in '77. It's one of those things where you yeah. had to get there to see it because you weren't going to see it on video for you know a year plus later. So yeah, you're exactly right. And I don't know. And that's the thing it doesn't have going for, I don't think, when it goes against Star Wars in 2017, if it still does. We don't even know that. They, you know, they, There's a tentative release date two weeks, I think, after Star Wars, that Avatar 2 is supposed to come out. So yeah, I don't think you're going to have that this time because the, I don't know the technology is going to change that much in the, in the next year and a half to two years. So um, I think Star Wars is still going to kick his butt. But I just think, man, that's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean... You dominated December because there was nothing going against it for the first four weeks. And it wasn't only until what, this week it finally got uh, finally got beat out by, I think, Ride Along 2 and, uh, and maybe The Revenant or something. But, you know, you're talking yeah. five weeks later. So um, 
I still think it's going to kick avatars, but if they do come out at the same time, but it's going to definitely take yeah, away. If, it's going to definitely take away because people are going to go to that avatar just because it's been a long time and they're just like, oh, let's, let's go check it out. So if I'm Bob Iger, I'm not worried no, in the least. No. And, and, um, and, and at the end of the day, yeah. if, if avatar does well, then Disney wins either way. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because they're building Avatar yeah, Land, true, right? True. So um, at the end of the day, I don't think they really care that much. Yeah. But uh, like what it's it's both situations are good for them. You know, so, and, and like I said, um, December is now like the new I think they just saw this like, holy crap, we have this whole month, December through through January, where a lot of films go to die. You know what I mean? Like Yeah this is a golden opportunity to, to, to exploit that, that time frame when nothing comes out and they saw, and look what they yeah. did. They, they have the record now for domestic. So, yeah. um, shoot, why not just keep doing the December thing? Look, look every year in December, we're getting, we're getting a Christmas present, a star Wars movie. So I mean, how <laughs> great is that? So uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. You know, some rewrites and Ryan Johnson doing this. Wow. Um, and, and they, and they, someone even, I read this, I think I read it or saw it today, like something about Ryan Johnson, somebody was talking about the script and like, it, oh, maybe it was JJ that's like how, how he loved it so much that he wanted to direct it now. I wish, I mean, of course he's kind of just, you know, pumping it up and throwing a little bit of love for him out there, but still it's kind of cool to hear him say that like man he loves the script already and they're, they're rewriting it here and there and just making it perfect so we're not getting a light and fluffy movie like we did with you know the force awakens i mean this is gonna be a dark thing with if you know anything about ryan johnson just a couple of things i've seen he's he's gonna he's gonna put this thing in a empire strikes back type of mode i think so really yeah. pumped to see that man shoot we've been going an hour mike we better get to the recap huh <laughs> yeah let's let's jump into the recap. okay <laughs> to defeat your enemy, you have to understand them. Everywhere we go, we run into those guys. He's sending us reinforcements. Sham Sindona, at your service. You're a princess. I feel like because I can fight, I have to. The Jedi are growing in their power. My gut tells me this is a trap. Is it wrong for me to fight? Growing your abilities are. You should have seen him in person. He was my master. The dark side. It pulls at him. Call me... Old Master. Hang on! I hate it when she says that. Ezra, don't! Ahsoka, why did you leave? I still get chills hearing that every time. Uh, here we go, Mike, with uh, a princess on Lothal. On the Lothal outskirts, Ryder Asadi, Kanan, and Chopper speak with Hera. Uh, speak with Hera. Senator Argana is uh, sending relief to the rebels on Lothal. His agent is bringing three cruisers to the Empire's, uh, to the Empire-occupied world. I'm going to keep going here real quick, Mike. Uh, his agent is Princess Leia Argana. She... She's come to Lothal under the guise of a Senate-approved relief mission for the citizenry. While initially, initially stopped by an Imperial blockade, the cruisers are eventually granted permission to land. So, like, we 
like we talked about earlier, you know, Ezra is still dealing with the events of the last episode, basically, where he found out his parents were killed during the prisoner escape, uh, and Ryder was involved with that. Uh, and Ezra's parents, uh, he, like, he actually found out that um, they heard his his uh, his broadcast, uh, and then and then of course we get the main. Uh, they talked about this in the previews to uh, this upcoming sep- second part of the season where, man, the first episode, you're going to just go crazy. And I love the fact that they brought Princess Leia in this. I mean, here, like, I never knew that we were going to get, like, a Leia or this kind of opens up the fact that may- maybe we could see a Han Solo later on or maybe even a Luke. I don't know how you do that, but they brought Princess Leia in. Um and she's roughly, what do you think she is, My 14, 15? They're like the same age as Ezra, right? Well, yeah, she is She is the exact same age as Ezra. They have the same birthday. Because uh, they're both they're both born on the day that the Empire oh, right. is formed. True. Right? That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So they're the exact same age. <laughs> I said that to, to Crystal when we were watching last night. I was like... She was like, "Oh, how how old she's?" I was like, "They're the the exact same age, mm-hmm. the exact same age." <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Like, duh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's one of those funny things where like they 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 drop that that bomb of like, oh yeah, and by the way, Ezra was born on Empire Day. Empire, yeah. And you're like, well, really? Well, what's Empire Day? Well, Empire Day is the day that the Republic formed into galactic the empire yeah. into the first galactic empire yeah. and that's the same day that anakin skywalker became darth vader mm-hmm. and then goes to mustafar yeah you know and and uh, were born and yeah and then luke and leia end up being born that day and i mean like yeah i mean i guarantee you having now said that somebody's listening to this podcast going well that's technically not true because hyperspace travel takes a certain amount of time and so really and it's like yeah okay and just like that luke didn't train with obi-wan just for like two hours on the way to alderaan it took like a month to get to alderaan and luke didn't train for like a week with yoda over the or like a day or two he was there for months because it took them months to get from uh from Hoth to Bespin mm-hmm. on sublight drives. And it's like, yes, there's all of this apologist stuff out there, revisionist history to explain why, blah, blah, blah. That is not the story, though. The story is that that all happens. It's a sequence of events that happens one right after the other. Mm-hmm. So you can, I mean, like, if that's the case, if hyperspace takes that long, then it must have taken like a week for Padme to, like, she survived a week after. Anakin chokes her and and Obi-Wan takes her and then gives birth to the to the twins later because they had to travel from Mustafar to Polis Massa and those aren't in the same system mm-hmm. so right. right like it, it, it breaks down so <laughs> so at the end of the yeah. day what I'm saying is that that all happens in one day and in that one day I I Luke and Leia are born, and so is Ezra. So they are the same age. And it's just—it's just the fact that Leia is so she 
she projects so much older than she really is. Mm-hmm. And she's done that throughout the Star Wars movies, uh, especially like yeah. in Star Wars. You think she's a lot older than she is. And here's yeah, Bale. Yeah, because she's, she's 19 in, yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. And yeah, she carries herself. I mean, she she talks back to Darth Vader yeah. and yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin, right? Like, that's not... I mean, I guess that is something that a teenager would do. But... Uh, <laughs> especially a female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she does that in this episode, too. And, and here's Bale. Like, we've seen Bale in the series before, briefly. And we know that he's kind of been helping out here. And this is what I love about this episode is they're showing you what how Bale is helping out and how Alderaan is helping out by doing this stuff covertly. And actually, we'll talk about this in a little bit when we get to one of the uh, audio cues. But uh, So I'll save it for that. But just the fact that he's sending his agent and his agent turns out to be his own you know, adopted daughter uh, to do this. Man, you know, this is really cool. And... and Unfortunately, it wasn't a like a good reveal because we knew she was coming. They, they hyped it up, but yeah. that would have been really cool to see that, like without knowing anything, just have her pop up. Like, oh my gosh, there she is! So, I kind of wish I I didn't see anything and just saw that episode and go, and and been surprised by it. But hey, it was cool. And, you know, she she was played by um, Julie Dolan, who apparently did the Star Tours, uh, Leia. So they brought her back, and you know, I thought the yeah. the, the look it looked great. She looked great, and and. Of course, you're not going to get exactly like Carrie Fisher. Um, I mean, that's a, I think it's, some people are just too hard to, to mimic. Uh, I mean, Christopher Walken is really easy to do. Everybody does a Christopher Walken and mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. But to do a, a Carrie Fisher, I'm sure it's pretty hard. But whoever, uh, Julie Dolan, I thought it was fine, you know. And some of the, yeah. the, the way she talked... And some of the lines she was saying were just like Leia. And even, Mike, even, I don't even know, but I, I thought maybe I was seeing things. I'm like, even some of her, the way they animated her facial expressions, yeah, you know, they reminded me of, of Carrie Fisher. So I just thought all that was done is like these guys were watching uh, the movies and trying to trying to animate off of some of the expressions that she did in, in some of the other uh, OT movies. So, um, but let's keep going, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, Ezra is still troubled with the news that his parents are gone. Kanan tosses the Padawan a cadet disguise for their rendezvous with Organa's agent, but uh, but Azadi will not be joining them. He has already been jailed once for fighting back against the Empire, and he will not risk his freedom again. Ezra and Kanan head out to retrieve the three transports. Upon landing, Leia emerges and gives Kanan and Ezra orders to make the transition go smoothly. First, they must meet with the, the, the lieutenant. And you know what I want to say real quick about uh, Ezra too? Like, they opened with this about him, uh, you know, kind of dealing with the loss of his parents. And I just wonder, like in this episode, we kind of see that a couple times with, with Ezra and, and going back with his parents. And I just wonder yeah. if this is going to be like, this is setting up something, Mike, right here. Like, hey, he's still having issues dealing with with loss here much like anakin did you yeah. know and much like luke almost did like he didn't want to lose his friend so that almost cost him so i wonder if they're setting something up here like where his uh we've seen this before we've seen this theme before where he could be using this or they could be using this as some as a story device to get somewhere bad and we'll see that but we'll talk about it more in a little bit but i just wonder if that's where they're going with that but um I'll get your thoughts on that when we get to another portion, Mike. Uh, go ahead. Keep going. <clears throat> uh, Lieutenant Lice, uh, sorry, is that? Yeah, that's uh, Lieutenant Lice agrees, uh, Leist 
the list agrees or list I agrees Leia remarking that Alderaan like Lothal has fallen victim to rebel thievery her planet has a habit of losing ships to the insurgents the Imperial says he promises that will not happen here he orders that gravity locks be placed on all the Alderanian cruisers and brings in Imperial walkers for extra protection. Uh, when they drop the walkers, I was like, whoa, yeah. you can't drop a walker from that high. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that is very dangerous. <laughs> they a Stiff wind could knock one of those things over. It's it's not an ATT with, like, the six legs and that squat body. Like, those, the, the legs are longer than the body. Yeah, they can pull, um, pull out some knees in that thing, man. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> All out. <laughs> uh, with the cruisers locked down and all this security, the mission is going to be much harder. Leia must think on her feet and demands use of the lieutenant's shuttle. The princess takes full responsibility for the hiccups, as this was her plan. She explains that the rebels have to steal the ships. If the Empire believed Alderaan was supporting the insurgency, it would be a, cat- a catastrophe. Alderaan needs to be blameless. came up with this plan severely underestimated the Empire's security. I'm sorry. Don't be. It's not your fault. Yes, it is. This was my plan. We need those ships. Why didn't you just hand them off to us in deep space? You don't understand. It's not that simple. If the Empire could prove Alderaan provided ships to the rebels, we'd lose our seat in the Senate and be charged with treason. But if they're stolen on a planet controlled by the Empire... Alderaan would be blameless have to admit, that was a good plan. Well, now we need a new one. Yeah, what is it, Chopper? Stormtroopers. And this is what I liked about the clip, Mike, I talked about earlier, is that there, she's explaining why, like, we all probably thought, hey, why not just go somewhere in space and, and give up the ships? But uh, can't do that. Leia explains why Alderaan has to, you know, convertly be convert, you know, be under the covers here, you know, behind behind the scenes and helping the rebels. Yeah. You get, otherwise, they're going to lose a seat in the Senate, which they don't want to do that. Uh, and then it can be charged with treason. Uh, so they allow ships to be stolen. How how great is that? You know, while under the protection of the Empire. So this is great. They're using the, you know, like we'll see in this episode. You know, it's always it's always under the Empire's control where they lose the ships. So they never are yeah. under. Sus- they're never suspected of any kind of treason or anything. That's perfect, and it kind of reminds me of I think we talked about this earlier about in Star Wars when when her ships get gets boarded. She she's not afraid of, of Vader because you're supposed to be on these diplomatic missions, probably like she's doing right now. And this is you know, yeah. she does this for a while, all the way up to A New Hope, where she's allowed to do things and allowed to be by the Empire and and not get questioned because it's always on these peaceful missions. So. Uh, I, I love the way that they uh, explain that and show the audience of what's going on and where Alderaan is and where Bale is is as well and where his thinking is. So, uh, yeah. you want to keep going, Mike? Anything else? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I, uh, the trio lands, but a security checkpoint stops them. The stormtroopers have Azadi in custody with orders to execute him and command Leia to leave. At that moment, Chopper receives a signal. Hera arrives in the ghost, and they devise a plan. Azadi will make it look like he's taking Leia prisoner, while Zeb joyfully knocks out Kanan and Ezra and drags them aboard. Um, 
This was one of my favorite moments yeah, in the entire episode. I was going to mention that. This then. might be one of my favorite moments in this entire series. <laughs> is when... Is when I... I Who says to make it look real? Oh, the, uh, is it... Is it Leia that ends up yeah. saying, like, make it look yeah. real? Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and Zeb, the, the smile on his face is just like he's like oh this is gonna be so good and then he just like knocks them out and he's like he has to there's like subtleties in the in the animation where he's like almost trying not to enjoy it too much like he's trying to make it look good um but he's so happy that he gets to knock out these two his two obnoxious buddies uh he has a good reason to smoke them in the head yeah that uh, yeah, he just uh, he can't contain himself. That's that's, and, uh, that's funny because I wrote that in my notes. I like it just jumped out at you because they kind of focus on him for a second. Like Zeb has this grin in his face, like oh yeah, yeah. it's payback time, boys. And uh, you know, like you said, Kane is coming, make it look good. So he just he just wails on him too, man. And we'll yeah. find out later that that man that was that was some pretty good shots they took. But that was so funny to see him. And and some other things that happened just before this too. Kanan does his best, you know, Han impression. Uh, he says, um, quote, we're taking uh, the princess ambassador here on a scouting mission for a possible refugee, relo- and, you know, re- refugee relo- relocation. And he's kind of stumbling. Like, you can tell he's, like, thinking of it as he's saying it, kind of like Han did yeah. with, with the, you know, we're all fine now. So it kind of had that kind of cadence to it where he's he's thinking of it as it's coming out, and it kind of sounds a little funny coming out of a stormtrooper, like, what you know? What are you trying to say? What the heck is refugee relocation? So I thought that was yeah. a funny, a really funny clip too. And even the stormtroopers, man, if they had a couple of good lines in here too, uh, they said, "Hey, um, uh, during this battle here, they're like, one of them says, uh, hey, they're taking prisoners. Uh, they do that now.' So you know, and we talk about the comedy of this, and it works so good because." You know, it's not step in poop jokes or anything like that. It's just kind of funny, yeah. witty things that come out, and and it's kind of dry, you know coming from the stormtroopers is kind of dry humor, but it's still funny. And then Kanan has his moments, and and even Leia has some moments of uh, in herself. So good stuff. I love I love when they do this, and it's you know it's subtle, but it's still funny. If you're paying attention, it's 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 really witty stuff. I love the writing of this. So. Yeah. Uh, Later, Leia watches as a team comforts Ezra. Uh, maybe he could use a friend, Kanan tells her. The princess joins Ezra in one of the ship's gunners. Grieving, Ezra wonders if fighting, it, it, fighting is worth it. I feel like because I can fight, I have to for those who cannot. And I think you might be the same way, she tells him. The boy looks at his family photo one last time, then leaves. Let's figure out a way... To get your ships, he says. At least now you know. Yeah. I guess I just need some time. Is he alright? He's okay. He just lost some people close to him. Challenge being his age with so much responsibility. I know that feeling. Maybe he could use a friend.
Bridger. I heard your transmission. Yeah, my parents heard it too. But they're gone now. I'm sorry. It's just... There's so much against us. Do you ever wonder... If this fight is even worth it? Every day. But I'm still here. But you're a princess. You don't have to risk your life doing this. I feel like because I can fight, I have to. For those who cannot. And I think you might be the same way. You know, Mike, what I thought was interesting about this, and I kind of said it earlier, was um, I didn't know idea that as uh, Leia heard the transmission, which means like not just people on Lothal heard that transmission, but other yeah. people throughout the galaxy. And I guess, it, I guess they may might have showed. Maybe I forgot, but it just kind of hit me again when they when they said that Leia comes out and said, "Man, I heard your transmission. She's behind it totally." Um, maybe that's what um, kind of pushed her along and, and got her involved and, and, or wanted to, she, you know, helped her get along and, and want yeah. to help out. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was kind of cool to hear that. And then also Kanan talks about like, like the responsibility that's on this kid right now. And, and we, again, we saw him grieving like his parents and, and of course I can understand that. He, he just found out, I mean, he hasn't been with him for a long time, but he just found out, he just found out that he's not going to see him. So of course it's still weighing heavily on him, but yeah, um, just the responsibility like Keenan says on this kid is crazy because he's one of the last of the Jedi maybe now, and he's trying to learn this, and he's 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 going on this Luke route where he's getting thrown into this thing, and he's just expected to learn this so fast, and all these temptations are coming at him now, and and all this grief now that's coming at him, and and obviously a bunch of other stuff is coming at him in this season, which we're going to see later on, but. Man, and Leia knows exactly what he's going through because she's kind of doing the exact same thing. Bale is pushing her to help out with the the rebellion. Yeah. So she's feeling all this pressure too. So it's kind of I thought that was kind of a cool scene between those two and how they connected under you know the fact that they're both kind of kind of big in the universe right now and and getting this rebel alliance uh, going. What do you think, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there, there's. We've already talked about the fact that you know they they have to share the same birthday. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about how Ezra is very similar to both Anakin and Luke. Um, there's a lot of similarities in the in the way that these characters are are sort of built. Um, and and the, this is a, a very obvious look at that. And. Uh, and the comparison, I, I think, is really is really good, and it, it's really cool to see them sort of focus on it, and and give the audience a, a little peek into um, the life of a young Princess Leia, mm-hmm. um, especially so appropriately at a time where uh you know we're just coming off of the force awakens and we're you know we we've got a a much older princess leia who is no longer a princess and is just general organa right Mm -hmm. um i i i think that 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 was a it was a really it was really good timing Mm -hmm. it was really smart the way that they 
the where, where they placed this episode. Um, and they could have very easily tried to do it as a lead in to the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but I think it's much better as a as a follow up too because we kind of now we've seen pieces of Leia in these three different time periods, right? We obviously know a great deal about her during the Rebellion era. Um, we know a little bit about her in between Jedi and, and The Force Awakens. Um, but I now we've got this little piece of her uh, from before, you know, b- before yeah. uh, the, the biggest adventure. Yeah that she goes on right. um and we've got a han solo movie coming that's gonna that's gonna shed some light on his early life um and i only hope i can only hope that that we get to see a little bit of luke and obi-wan at some point I, that i mean they are doing that in the comics uh in the star wars ongoing comics they mm-hmm. they have done they did one issue with obi-wan uh, a while back I think it was the seventh issue of the series and they just did another one um, I, I believe it may have even just come out this week um, with Obi-Wan in between episode three and four um, I and Luke is kind of in that as well I so I mean like there are there are little bits but I would I would love it if they would focus on a story tell tell an actual story about Luke mm-hmm. as a as a young kid and uh, and we can see a little bit and maybe bring a little bit of that stuff that's in the deleted scenes from a new hope of how you know like he's he's kind of the underdog he's not he's not the the plucky young hero that he ends up being in the final cut of that movie but that you sort of see that that he does, there's nothing for him on Tatooine right mm-hmm. um, seeing a little bit of that background and informing the character a little bit more yeah yeah, no, I know. It's seeing these two interact and seeing her like introduced. I, I think back to if they can bring in Vader and pull that off, then there's yeah. no there's no limit to what characters you can you can bring in. Like whether it's a Luke or Han Solo, I think they can do it. I mean, once you do Vader, because that was my biggest thing was, man, this is my favorite character, and if, if some way you can bring him back and make it work, which they did. I mean, you got James freaking Earl Jones to come in and do the voice. I mean, how great is that? You know, like if you can pull that off, then I think there's yeah. no limit to who we can see. So, or nobody's off the books now of who we can see. So, that, that's that's exciting in itself. Uh, we'll continue, Mike. Go ahead. <clears throat> uh, t- uh, the crew tries to devise a plan, but they're doubtful. Security is too tight. Leia pushes them. Uh, Ezra and Kanan still have their disguises so they can get close to the ships. The Ghost will provide air support and Sabine the explosives. Azadi too joins in. He knows how to disengage the gravity locks, having helped build them while in prison. While Leia provides a distraction, Sabine gets to one of the cruisers. The walker closes in to blast the Alderanian ship. The Ghost arrives just in time, landing a direct hit onto the four-legged tank's side, toppling it. Sabine gets away, but the walker rises. Secure the third ship, Kanan says. I'll handle the walker. And I was kind of shocked to see that the ghost could cripple the uh, walkers yeah. as, as much as it did. I, it kind of shocked me because I thought those things were pretty... I mean, snow speeders couldn't do anything to them. So what's on, this, uh, what's on the ghost that 
Well, they were using missiles, though. Mm -hmm. Like, the missiles were the things that were doing the real damage. So I don't know if they were proton torpedoes or if they were uh, uh, concussion missiles, but they were were definitely not blaster bolts. Right. 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 The blaster bolts weren't doing that much to slow them down. But when when Zeb was hitting them with the with those the missiles, that's what was doing the major damage. Yeah, I thought it must have been like like you said, proton or something, torpedoes or something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah go ahead, Mike. Your turn. <clears throat> uh, he charges the tank and ignites his lightsaber. Is, is that what you just did? No, that's no, no that's you. I I Kanan leaps, slicing the walker's left legs. It falls for good, and the Jedi takes off in the second cruiser. Meanwhile, Leia blasts some stormtroopers herself. Still, there are, there are more walkers closing in with orders to shoot to kill. Azadi makes a desperate run in, onto the last cruiser. He hovers near the last walker, engines roaring. The machine is pushed backwards and finally collapses to the ground. So this was a good scene, too, because it, it yeah. showed... Um kind of like Ezra kind of showing off a little bit he goes hey you like that because they show Kanan going through and just slicing up that AT AT and even Ryder's like whoa Jedi and then some and, yeah. then, and the drivers are like I don't think he's with us so that was pretty funny and then Ezra goes okay watch this he, he force pulls a couple of blasters one hits him in the head I thought that was kind of cool uh, yeah. pretty funny and then Leia which was a great scene right she picks up the blaster like you know, hey, it's no big deal. She starts shooting. It just reminded me of the of the trash compactor scene where she picks up a blaster and just starts firing. And uh, she's pretty good shot. So she's been yeah. she, she takes out a couple stormtroopers and uh, with pretty good ease. So it's really funny stuff there. Really good, really good action. And I love the way that uh, Ezra's kind of trying to show off a little bit. And one last bit of subterfuge. Leia gives Ezra her blaster. Make it look good, she says. Ezra sets to stun and blast the princess. The rebels take off with the last ship. Leia wakes up and chastises Lieutenant Lys for his losing her ships. The Imperial apologizes profusely. And here's the thing too, Mike. She is strong enough to go, hey, go ahead. Hit me with the uh, hit me with the stun gun. I'll take it. You know, it's all part of the ruse. It's you know, it's yeah. from pain will come, you know, you gotta give a little pain. So I thought it was kinda Kind of cool that she took one for took one for the team actually like hey go ahead and shoot me it's you know you got to do it so uh, Leia showing not only her brains but she's also tough too man tough girl go ahead Mike we'll finish it up uh, on the ghost Azadi says he will return home to Lothal to continue the fight against the Empire I couldn't see it before but going to prison with the Bridgers started something he says that something has grown bigger than I ever imagined. I owe it to them, and I owe it to you to see it through to the end. So, Governor, we need to find a safe place for you. I already know where I'm going. Back home. I knew you'd come around. I couldn't see it before, but going to prison with the Bridgers started something. That something has grown bigger than I ever imagined. I owe it to them, and I owe it to you to see it through to the end. Welcome back to the fight, Governor. Mac, I I love the end of this because it's showing how, you know, this writer, which was a governor... Um, he's actually saying it like, like he wanted to get out. He just like, I helped them escape and I wanted to get out. Then he realizes, wow, 
I didn't realize, to me, this is what he's saying. He didn't realize how, how big and how strong already the rebellion is. I think he yeah. knew about it. Like they all kind of underground knew that there was some kind of rebellion starting. But obviously, he didn't realize the impact it had already and, and how big it's gotten. And, and now here he is saying, you know, what? I want to be part of this now. And, and uh, it's time to, to stand up. So I thought that was a really cool way to end it, uh, showing him. And maybe we're going to see him more throughout the season. We'll see maybe a little bit here and there. But him just basically saying, I didn't realize this rebellion was as strong as it was. Even though it's small, it's still very powerful um, militia. So that was kind of cool way to end it. What you, is that what you kind of thought he was talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, I, the this is obviously the story of the beginning of the rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, or at least the beginning of this part of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, this is this is people in the galaxy realizing that there's hope. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the biggest thing. Is that is that you know everybody's kind of lost that belief that it can be better again, that it can be the old republic again um, before the Clone Wars. But uh, but this is this is a story of the of the galaxy coming to realize no, it can it can be that again. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that changes his mind more than anything is Kanan. Mm-hmm. And seeing, you know, like all oh, the Jedi aren't gone, right? right there are right. still those in the in the in the galaxy that can that can bring peace and justice, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's the thing that really changes his attitude more than anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I did yeah, and I and I think that I think that he'll be back. I mean, I don't think that you leave Clancy Brown sit on the show. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a good asset to have. So yeah, um, I, yeah. I, you know, as far as this episode, I, I it was fine. I mean, it didn't blow me away or anything. I, I love seeing, obviously, love seeing Leia come back. And apparently, this might be your only um, shot in this particular season. That's just kind of the rumors I've heard, but we'll see. But again, just seeing her come back and and knowing that they're not afraid to to bring these OT characters that we've love so much and we wondered can they bring him back in an animated form and make it work and obviously they can they've seen we've seen it with vader and lando now now leia and who knows what's coming in the future and especially with leia she's just you know she's still a teenager but she's like obviously crafty and she's smart beyond her years and and they really showed that in this episode and and it makes it so believable in a new hope when she does the same thing so great setup for that uh so, man, I just I'm ready for I'm just ready to see Anakin and or Anakin, I'm ready to see Vader and Ahsoka fight now, man. Let's get to it. Let's get let's get there, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like we've got no. we have, we have a cool episode coming up yeah, with uh, yeah. with Sabine and the and the Mandalorians, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is very much just like a countdown to man. that showdown. What a t- right? Yeah, and some of the some of the comments. Uh, on our, you know, Chris Baca, he mentioned he, he loved this episode. Um, I also want to talk about uh, Martin Aylman and Sam uh, Kirkby. Uh, as far as the season two trailer, uh, Kirkby just had these these eyes on it that he's just like, oh man, I love this thing. And then Martin Aylman was asking, so was that Darth Maul Underhood? And I think we all can agree that that is him. 
And uh, we talked about that and where we think it might go, man. That's yeah. some more questions. Um, so keep keep posting on there, guys. Uh, Annie Leibovich almost uh, Leibovich commented on uh, the season two trailer too. She said, "Oh, she said, uh, did anyone else think there was some Force Awakens musical cues in there?" And I haven't. I thought I heard that before too from somebody else. Now that I'm reading this question, and I'd have to watch it a few more times to see. I, I don't know. I don't know if you heard any yeah. cues, Mike, from The Force Awakens. I wouldn't doubt it, um, but I don't know. I didn't. I'd have I have to, to. I have to go back. I yeah. have to go back and and give it another listen. Yeah, for sure. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, but next week, Mike is uh, the protector of Conquer Dawn, and uh, in in, a, in need of new hyperspace routes due to Imperial pressure, the rebels find a shortcut but uh, must first gain permission to use it. So uh, let's take a quick listen to what's coming next week in Star Wars Rebels. Rebels. She's saying she's Clan Ren, House of Vizza. And I think we already knew that. But it's still hitting me again. Like, man, hearing this name, House of Ren, um, which I don't think has anything to do. I don't, well, I don't know. You never know. But but she's saying her mom. Is she yeah. talking about... Um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, what, else, what else could it be? Unless it's just, you know... A new character or something like that but wow i mean it just makes you think you never know right yeah yeah it's, it's interesting uh, it's there's possibility there's potential there yeah um, yes we're, we're yeah. coming back to the mandalore mandalore mike in the, this next episode so that should be pretty cool and some more sabine uh more sabine action so man now i'm really i'm really curious now what's what's going on with this man with, 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 with that line about her mother i don't know we'll see but that's gonna do it for this episode mike we got it. We're back in it. We're back yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a straight shot to the end of the season. I don't think I, there. It doesn't sound like there's going to be too many breaks. Mm. So I. So yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a heck of a ride. So you know, buckle up. Yeah. Get yeah. ready because. Yes. Uh, Woo. Yeah. Um. Something's got to keep us held over until Rogue One. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Star Wars Rebels is going to be the thing to do that. So. Uh, so yeah thank you guys for listening obviously uh, as always uh, uh, you can find all of the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast you can follow me on Twitter I'm at arkwolf A-R-K-W-U-L-F and Matt is at the crankster K-R yes. the the K R A N K S T E R crankster. Yes, that's crankster right. Crankster with a K. Uh, yeah. And I uh, and and of course I uh, we, we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, and uh, you can check out all of the other great podcasts that we do by going to thunderquack.com. 
and checking all those out. And if you're so inclined to help us bring more great podcasts like this to you, uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash thunderquack and support us there. Everybody who supports us at the dollar level and above gets entered into our quarterly uh, I giveaway, I, which we, I don't have a I don't have a snappy name for it yet. We we gotta we gotta figure mm-hmm. out what what we're gonna call these things. But okay. uh, but every every quarter we're gonna do uh, a giveaway like we did uh, just back uh, in December uh, on on the 18th. In fact, um, uh, we're gonna keep doing that for our Patreon supporters to. Uh, show our appreciation for them uh, and in order to to be entered into that contest all you got to do is support us at the one dollar level or more anybody who supports us over on patreon at a dollar or more gets entered into the contest so i uh, will we'll have more details on that as we get closer it'll probably be sometime late in march uh which coincides with the opening of batman v superman which means that that's a perfect time to get some batman and superman prizes in a prize <laughs> box for you guys so um yeah. so that'll be coming soon uh to you guys but patreon.com slash thunderquack is where you can go to to uh support us help us make awesome podcasts and also maybe you know get a get a cool prize or two all yeah the way. look um, at last la- the last uh, december we gave prizes out i mean it was uh geez mike we got 25 dollar gift card you got yeah. a movie you got comics i mean uh this was a pretty damn good prize pack so um yeah for sure it's good good stuff good yeah. stuff coming your way uh, cool. Well, uh, that does it for us. Thank you guys for listening, uh, as always. And we, we will catch you guys uh, next week for what's the next episode called? The Protector of Concord Dawn. Protector of Concord Dawn. Yes. Uh, catch you guys next week. See you next week. <laughs>